Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm the editor, Matt Hudson. Today on the show, we have a guest named Rajiv Kapoor. He's the CEO of a media organization called 1105 Media, and he's the author uh, of books on leadership topics, including the latest book that we will introduce in the episode. Rajiv had a really great way of clearly laying out some fundamentals for business leaders to improve their company culture in order to you know, retain and recruit better. And I'm sure I don't have to tell you operators that recruitment and retention are always near the top of your to-do lists. At the end of the day, Quick Lubes want to retain the best talent for as long as possible, but turnover is inevitable. So you'll also hear in this episode from Rajiv some great, you know, actionable tips on how to stay focused and take positive steps amid some labor turnover. Hope you enjoy the episode. Take a listen. All right. Today I'm here with Rajiv Kapoor. He's the CEO of 1105 Media uh, and as a B2B media company, and he's also a leader in the leadership space uh, and is out with a new book called Chase Greatness, Enlightened Leadership for the Next Generation of Disruption. Welcome to the Nolan Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm glad I could be here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, we're here to talk about uh, an issue that's near and dear to our readership's hearts, and that is uh, labor, and that is, you know, finding the correct employees, finding employees that will stick around, and kind of being able to recruit and retain people as best as possible. Um, and really what it comes down to, I feel like in, in some of the materials you sent over is, is kind of how to instill the right culture to have that recruitment and retention as a, as a business leader, right? Yeah, I mean, look, Matt, it really, it's one of those things where like in the research of the book, one of the things you find out is that 90% of company CEOs and leadership teams say that culture is really important, but only 10% actually do anything about it, you know? And so, but now what's, what's happening with this great realignment that's happening in, you know, not just here in the States, but kind of all over the world, you know, it becomes more and more important that companies really look at, at the value of the culture that they're creating beyond just the paycheck and beyond just the bottom line of the business. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, that's what employees are looking for, you know, employees. And that's why I call it enlightened leadership, because ultimately what employees are looking for, what, what team members are looking for is to be with companies where, yeah, the bottom line is important and that's always going to be important. And I'm the CEO, like you said earlier, and I don't hit my bottom lines, but what else can the company do to help improve my quality of my life outside the walls of the business? Right. And that's what we're looking for. And, and quite frankly, the reason why they're doing that is because they're not a big fan of, they're not big fans of what's happening in the, you know, outside world with politics and other things. And, you know, consumer media, as you know, can be a little bit challenging sometimes. So, you know, they're looking more and more at their leadership teams or CEOs in particular to say, look, we trust you. Please help us be able to afford a house. Please help us, mm -hmm. you know, to figure out we want to have a good life to live in the future for ourselves and our kids and all those kinds of things. So, so that's what I call enlightened leadership is how, how can CEOs, leaders and leadership teams figure out how to just do that, even just a little bit, improve a little bit. Because look, if your turnover rate is 10, 15%, 20% a year, and you can improve by that by half, that's going to greatly reduce cost. That's going to save you a lot of money. It's going to improve productivity. And there's going to be a huge domino effect of goodness that can happen from things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And on the subject of turnover, I mean, in, in an industry like ours where uh, turnover may be higher uh, than in some other industries, um, having that experience, uh, even if it's, you know, an additional a uh, couple of years or so is, is just super valuable for the workflow and, and you know, getting things done efficiently and, 
it sounds like in your book, you identify four strategies to manage turnover in, in kind of a forward thinking and empathetic matter, manner. I was hoping you could uh, kind of summarize those. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, one of them is that you want to build an organization that's really built around gratitude. And I know a lot of people hear that word and they think, oh, you know, that's, you know, that's very basic and just want to say thank you to people. It goes mm -hmm. really beyond that, right? Mm -hmm. What you want to be able to do is we really build an organization where people are recognized for all the hard work they do, for people that go out of their way to sometimes be a great team member. Ultimately, the, the, the organizations need to shift to have a mindset that says, the internal customer is just as important as the external customer, right? We've all been on planes, right? What do the what do the flight attendants say? Put on your own mask first before you can help somebody else. So you want to learn how to put on your own masks first, and how do you take care of that internal customer, right? And then you want to learn how. Then you need to be able to figure out how you can start, you know, you know, build an organization that that's very resilient and flexible, that that's adaptable, right? You want to build an organization that where, hey, you know what? Look, if, if we know that our average tenure is 18 months to two years, what are two or three small things that we can do, or maybe one big thing or one or two small things that we can do to help increase that rate, right? Mm -hmm. Can we be a bit more transparent based on, hey, by the number of years you're with us, these are the different salary tiers you can achieve. Oh, we're going to, if people are leaving because they want to go back to school and get a better education, well, maybe you can create a little education fund for them, right? I'll put some money in there, right? It's, you know, if there's maybe they're leaving because they might have some better healthcare. So what can you do to improve on the healthcare side of things, right? So it goes beyond just the, the straight paycheck someone's receiving. How else can you just help on the better, the bettering of what's happening, you know, with, with you know, through the benefits program? Then, then, the, then the next one is going to be just really being how empathetic can you really be? So what, one of the challenges that leadership teams have is that, you know, I, I'm 54 years old and I grew up in an age where it was, if you have a problem before you go see your boss, you better come with three solutions. Well, mental wellness right now is really hot. Right and, and rightfully so. You know, the, you know, there's been a lot of pressure on everybody over the last couple of years, really ever since the 2008 fin financial crisis, right? Mm -hmm. And so, because of that, you know, there is a, you know, we need to be able to listen big, and to do that, we have to get rid of that idea of only come to me when you have solutions. No, sometimes you're the reason why you're a CEO. You know, why you're the chief marketing officer, the chief financial officer, is because you've got experience. And if the team member needs some help because they're stuck, then welcome them with open arms and help them talk through the situation or, or and help them solve the problem. Because guess what? You have the experience and together combined, you can probably come up with a solution because if you don't and you create a culture where no, uh, it's, it's good, you know, people are going to be afraid to come to you. They're never going to come to you and you're never going to solve that problem. So it's really about gratitude. It's about building a really resilient, flexible organization. It's really about being empathetic and it's really about understanding and, and taking care of your, you, you know, your internal customers first. Yeah, that's a great point about kind of being responsive, being attentive to employees needs, you know, outside of whenever they have a big uh, solution to talk to you about, because that's kind of how you learn about how you can create sort of that added value for employees that is, you know, past the paycheck. You got to you have to kind of learn what they what they're interested in, what they want in order to be really effective in, in creating that environment. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the bottom line. Right. The, the bottom line is this, is that. In the next three years, the majority of the workforce is going to be Gen Z, millennial, and in that, it's going to be women. That's just a fact, right? The, the mm -hmm. data shows that's by 2025, that's what's going to be. But right now, turnover is so high in companies. It's, it's, and by the way, when I wrote the book back in 2020, mid-2020, mid turnover was costing companies around 32 to $34 billion a year, just in the U.S. Right. But guess what? That's almost tripled 
you know, over the last year because so many people are leaving jobs. And there's mm-hmm. a lot, there's a whole host of reasons why people are leaving jobs. It's, you know, boomers are retiring. Unfortunately, quite a few people have passed away from the pandemic. So there's empty jobs there. You know, there is, you know, there's a lot of other reasons. There's some political reasons why like immigration, things like that. So, but the bottom line here is that there's a lot of jobs that are there and people that were in the entry level jobs are now kind of moving up the chain a little bit, but there's not a lot of workers to kind of come in at the bottom to fill that in. So, you know, that's where you see a lot of stress in, in, in the system. So, you know, it's, 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 very, it's very, very, very important that if you are the CEO, if you're the president, if you're in the C-suite of a company, it doesn't matter if your industry, my industry, any industry, that, that you are spending time every week with your team thinking about how can we continue to improve our culture of our business, not just within the walls, but not just within the walls of the company, but outside mm-hmm. the walls of the company as well. Because if you do that, you can then that you can reduce that turnover rate or if, if nothing else, extend it to your point earlier, right? If you can get an extra year, six months, two years out of people, that's going to greatly help. And that's and then the other thing you should do is make sure you document everything. When somebody leaves, you don't have that brain drain, right? Mm. So so that's also really important. So it's kind of all, all those things combined are going to be really important going forward in the future. And you know, and it's small little gestures also make a big difference. So for example, at 11.05, one of the things we did is, you know, we, you know, we, we, we run marketing campaigns, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. like you guys do. And we, for every marketing campaign we do in the company, we give $10 to a nonprofit. So last year we gave it to, to Operation Smile, you know, they're, they're, they're a nonprofit and, and we celebrate that, you know, we do recognition events on a quarterly basis and then on a yearly basis, we do town halls. So we talk about those kinds of things, right? We show what we show that they're making, that they, our employees are making a difference. You know, we're, we're giving, we give, we give everybody a day off, a paid day off to go vote. I don't care if they mail it in or whatever, but just get involved in your community if you don't want to vote, right? So it's little things like that to say, hey, we're going to do what we can to help to help uh, improve the quality of life around you. Yeah, those are some great like culture building exercises that you mentioned. And a little earlier, you did touch on something I wanted to pivot to, which is um, kind of what to do when you do inevitably lose, you know, a valuable employee, maybe an experienced employee. Uh, there is a note in here about, you know, some steps that business owners should take or maybe things to keep in mind when you do lose one of those employees. What, what would you suggest? Well, the first thing is that you want to treat them with a lot of respect and dignity as dignity as they go out the door, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's still your brand, it's still your company, and they're still going to talk to their friends and family, whoever might be working at that company, you know. And plus, oh, by the way, one of the things that's also starting to happen is you're starting to see that people leave the company, but then they also realize that maybe the grass isn't greener on the other side. So if you treat them really well as they go out the door, they might boomerang back in. Mm-hmm. So, so just keep that in mind as well. So that's something, you know, so that's just that's number one. Just treat everybody with dignity and respect, right? And expect that from your you know, you need to provide it. And if you provide it, hopefully the employee is also providing it as well, right? So you want to make sure that you're, you're doing those kinds of things. I said earlier, right? Just make sure if it's a valuable employee, someone's been in the company a long time, just make sure you got everything documented. You know, you know, make sure that you leave on terms where, hey, hey, uh, John's leaving and, you know, we need to make sure that we document, you know, his job, you know, or Jane's job. And if you don't have it, then you're going to have a brain drain and, you know, the new person coming in is going to feel frustrated. So make sure you just document things, you know, to make sure that it makes it really easy for the, for the other person stepping in. Sometimes you may not have anybody available right away to step in and it's going to be another team member who's going to have to take it over. So just recognize that. Make sure that other employees stepping in to take over for that person recognizes and realizes that they're doing this. Maybe you got to give them a little spot bonus, whatever mm-hmm. the case might be for them to do those kinds of things. But just make sure it's all documented, right? You know? 
so, so those are just kind of some couple of small little things, you know, to be thinking about, right? you know, make sure that you continue to, you know, talk about good things that your company is doing on LinkedIn and, and on social media and, and whatever the case might be. And, you know, and continue to promote wins and, 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 and how well, you know, you're doing. And, and by the way, if you, if you fall flat somewhere, you know, it's okay to stand up and say, Hey, we, we, we blew it here and, you know, we're going to do better and we're not perfect and there's no perfect company. And, even Apple is not perfect, right? Or or Shell Oil is not perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So so you know, no one's perfect. So everybody's going to have problems, but just as long as you take ownership and you're transparent about what you want to do, you'll be fine. Yes, don't don't burn those bridges. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, look, there's always bad employees. There's also there's always bad employers, and I get that. You know, if 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 it just was not a good relationship, either way, then fine. You know, I get it. That's fine. But not everybody leaves that way. Yeah. Yeah, and you never know kind of what the what change might come, you know, months or years down the line with that employee, whether yeah. they're talking to other people, as you mentioned, or, or they might have a change of heart and want to come back and uh, things like that. You know, many, many of the businesses I work with feel like they're in constant recruiting mode, and um, they might view that as a, as a negative, like a headache that they're always, you know, having to be out there looking for employees. But you wrote that companies should be in constant recruiting mode. And that it's an opportunity to uh, include members of your team to kind of help out that process. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, if you're if you've got a great culture and your employees are happy, encourage them to talk about it on LinkedIn. Encourage them to talk about it on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram or TikTok or wherever wherever the, wherever the you know the the employees you know you know might be or on you know even on your own social even in, even in your own blogs or comment sections, you know, on, on your different publications, because look, at the end of the day, there's a fight for the employee, right? And we're right now it's an employee market, right? Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow or, or two years down the road, maybe it becomes an employer market, right? But, you know, the, these things always come in a cycle. And so, you know, you want to always be out there putting a positive spin because here's the thing, you, you want to have that funnel. It's just like sales, right? If all of a sudden you stop trying to call on people to, to buy your product, well, when you need the revenue, it's not there. So the more your HR teams can keep their eye on the ball, you know, kind of keep, you know, it's okay to have maybe one or two open jobs up on LinkedIn, you know, you're sourcing in some resumes, you know, whatever the case might be, and you never know what might pop up. You know, if there's an opportunity to upgrade in a position, you know, that maybe somebody is struggling and you've, you know, and maybe they've been written up and you want to upgrade, boom, there's an opportunity, right? Or if you, if you anticipate maybe making some changes to the organization in terms of restructuring and you're going to get out of, and if you're going to get out of one product line and you're going to open up a new product line, there might be some fit there. There might be some opportunities there to bring somebody on. So, you know, but remember, constantly recruiting doesn't mean you're always on job boards. Constantly recruiting also is, hey, check out what my company is doing. We're doing mm-hmm. this. You know, we, we are, we're doing, you know, we just applied for the best place to work award for our local city or whatever the case might be it's it's all it's it's also about how you just build the overall brand of the organization right hey i'm really proud of my team we just had a recognition event we just recognized six seven great amazing employees for an amazing q1 or for a great 2021 or whatever the case might be people just kind of see that kind of you know naturally right and then make sure you have good strong referral programs in place as well like for example 1105 you know if when, when a, an employee you know refers a friend or somebody joins the company, well, we have a thousand dollar bounty that we pay out to that employee after after that new employee works for a minimum of six months. So, you know, all these things are there. So, so there's really there's no there's no harm nor foul in just kind of keeping the positive vibe and the buzz going on about your organization. You should do that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a, uh, I mean, a great way to underscore that is, you know, our businesses are doing marketing uh, outwardly to their customers all the time. And, and that idea of kind of turning that inward a bit and maybe marketing your, your, your business and your culture to prospective employees is a, a great way to think about it. And a great, uh, I guess, thing that, you know, takes some work to practice at and to accomplish, but um, those are great strategies for doing so. Well, I think uh, that runs it out for my questions, but uh, Mr. Kapoor, I, I greatly appreciate it. The book is Chase Greatness, Enlightened Leadership for the Next Generation of Disruption. And I thank you very much for being on the episode. It's my pleasure, Matt. Thank you so much. And call me Rajiv. <laughs>